0: Good everyone, this is Rita Joanne and welcome to the Unbox Your Gift podcast, How to Turn a Passion into a Profession, episode number one, two, six. Today's interview is Michelle Schism and the reason why you want to be listening to this particular interview and how it's going to help you, <clears throat> excuse me, if ever you've been on a high, like you've had success. I've spoken a lot and interviewed a lot of people who like, you know, were coming up uh, and you know, they struggled, they struggled and they kind of made it. Well, Michelle is a unique case. She made it. She, she, first of all, she had a lot of challenges in turning a passion to a profession. She wanted to really gain the reins of her family trucking business. And, but she, was, she owed like, she was in debt, like a, millions of dollars in debt. She turned it around, sold her company for millions and then started her second passion, her second business. And passion doesn't mean start a business. Passion just means do how you want to unbox it. And she, her way is to become an entrepreneur. And what Michelle did was, in starting her second business, she made no more than $12,000. Even though she sold her previous company for millions in her second uh, venture, she didn't even do more than $12,000. And this is the beauty of this interview, is that what did she learn? Like, how did she use humility and put her hand up and say, actually, I don't know how to work it out in this industry. What I did in my previous industry, what I did in my previous work, was great and it worked there, but my new venture requires a different level of me. How do I create, how do I find, how do I discover that new level of me that's gonna allow this passion and turn into a profession? It's a great insightful interview. It's gonna give you a lot into that. So if you've had success and then you've tried something else and it's like not working out, this interview is gonna really, really align with what you need to do, what Michelle did, to get herself out of that funk, out of that rut. Because heck, she was a millionaire. Now she couldn't start the next thing. She didn't know what she was doing wrong until she'll explain what she did, what the mistakes were. And so that you can stand on her shoulders and then you can take what she has learned and what she's sharing and you run with it. So let me know how it goes. It was from the Monetize Your Mission Summit that I did a couple of years ago. But it's so juicy that I had to share it with you.
1: So enjoy.
0: Hey, hey, hey everyone, this is Rita Joyant, and welcome to Monetize Your Passion. So this summit has always been about how to get clarity on your biggest passion, make a difference and build a work from anywhere business. And today my guest, I'm so excited to be interviewing because she pretty much has been running big businesses and multi-million dollar businesses for quite some time. She knows exactly what it feels like to have the bank call you up and ask for $1.5 million from you. To have Take it back and she knows the feeling of what it takes to sign and sell your own company for nine million dollars That's a sweet feeling and I'm very excited to bring her. She's the founder of Decisiveminds.com and today she's gonna to get us to really clarify how it gets, what it's going to take to become decisive And create our own business from anywhere. So Michelle welcome to monetize your passion.
1: Yeah I'm so excited to be here. This is gonna be fun.
0: It is, it is going to be fun. So My first question now, I know that you've once were a Mary Kay director. I know that your family owned a business. Tell me, how did your journey of finding something worth monetizing begin? What was
1: that like for you? So, yeah, I, I've done a little bit of everything in my life. I am, you know, my, I'm a third-generation entrepreneur. So I would tell everyone I was born into a family that had kids to guarantee they had employees. Um, when I was born, we owned a grocery store, a mobile home park, a record service. My dad started our trucking company when I was seven. Uh, you name it, we probably did. If we thought we could make a dime doing it, we did it. And so I did. I learned, I, mean, I was working by the age of five in the store. I you know, I, I really didn't know other kids didn't do that. I thought everyone did that. And that built my passion for business. I have spent an entire lifetime just like everything, breathe, eat, sleep, whatever I'm doing, it's around entrepreneurship and business. And, and so, you know, that's just, it is who I am. It is bred into me from birth, truly.
0: Beautiful. And did that come, is that how Mary Kay came in? Because is Mary Kay multi-level marketing?
1: it is it is multi-level marketing so yeah you know it's I was running the trucking company I had gone to college got an accounting degree worked in the grocery store my entire life up through uh, college and after college it came out and I started um, running the truck our trucking company and so it was me and like a hundred guys and one day I thought you know I should really have some girlfriends I really don't have and one of them I had met a woman who was a Mary Kay sales director and I thought Oh, well I'll do that because there'll be women in there right wow. <laughs> so, It was kind of my side gig and um, you know I'm I, you guys will get to know I'm like the dr- very driven very decisive woman and so I was a sales director within four months I won my car the fifth month I just went at it full force and I was running the trucking company and building a Mary Kay business at the same time it was it was fun, I'll tell you so Wow <laughs> so that's,
0: see, that's so interesting that you say that Michelle how does that happen? How does running a trucking company, building becoming a director of America business, running your own business there? What is the mindset behind doing? Because like that's that's a real like I'd like to dig into that. What's the mindset that gets you from being a director then getting to those upper levels of the multi-level marketing and yeah. still so, where's your mindset? How are you looking at things? Where's your focus?
1: Yeah, so for me, and I you know, I, I think that I was just really trained to be this way, and that is everything's compartmentalized and and I build what I call real businesses. So in the trucking business, if we were doing $15 million a year, however, I didn't have to be there every day all day long. I was I build a team, I you know, I had people in place that were doing the dispatch, do it driving the trucks you know, all the pieces, um, doing the billing, all of that was happening. I did show up every day to make sure that it was all working well, right? Mm -hmm. But I didn't have to be there all day, every day. And I think that's one of the big mistakes we make as entrepreneurs is that we build businesses that are are dependent upon us delivering that service, that product, whatever that is. Mm -hmm. And so when I built my Mary Kay business, I did the same thing. I hired an assistant immediately. And, you know, I would do what I had to do, but I trained that assistant to do as much as I possibly could so that I didn't have to be the one in there always doing that as well. And so mm. when we look at our businesses, we have to look at what are the pieces that really require us. You know, in this interview, I'm required, right? right. Yes. <laughs> I could send them, you know, my, my team members all know what, how I build business, but it's probably better that I'm here. But I don't have to send that email or I don't have mm. to you know, be the one who's actually posting my social media or, or, you know, all those other pieces that are going on in the business. It's important for us to build out the team and build the structure, the infrastructure around our businesses so that we can expand and, and do multiple things and, you know, not be tied down to the. Yeah. I,
0: I think that's so smart, Michelle. That's so smart that you went out. The first thing you did was to go get hire an assistant to upskill that person and Absolutely. I find that you do, as business owners, we do that later on when our ducks, quote unquote, are lined up. But they're never lined up. they never, never lined up. No. That's exactly
1: right. They're, they're <laughs> never going well, to get, they're always going to be. <laughs> yeah, I did the same thing when I started this business. You know, um, I, the first thing I did was go out and hire an assistant. And, and, and guys, the first assistant didn't work out. But guess what? It, it got me through to the second assistant. And in the meantime, my stuff was getting done. Yeah, right? I love that. All waiting, sitting on my desk, waiting for me to do it. So, yeah. so it just is, it showcases the importance of delegation
0: and just doing what you're good at. So, yes. And you're having that faith that someone else can actually uphold that, that, that end of the work.
1: That's right. That's exactly right.
0: Do you, um, so now at the moment, Michelle, what is your current business?
1: Yeah, so um, you know, we went on to sell that trucking company in 2007. That's the company I sold for nine million dollars, and oh. and we sold our trucking company that year and our grocery store. My entire family retired, and so I really thought I was in my early 40s. I thought that was pretty much it. I was done. I was just going to play the rest of my life. You just can't take an entrepreneur. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. do it's what I learned. The lesson was you don't take the entrepreneur out of the girl. Yeah, and yeah. so um, in 2010, I started um, Decisive Minds. And Decisive Minds is a business consulting business. And so what happened was in 2009, I, I heard about this um, business coaching world. I didn't even know it existed. All I knew was that I know a lot about business. And I was trying to figure out how I could use that yeah. to make some money. And, uh, and I met someone who was a business coach and he helped me to see how I could form this into a company. And, uh, we just kind of hit the ground running in January, actually in about, in a little while, we'll be having our seventh anniversary. So we've been in business for seven years. Congratulations. Uh, you know, that first year, this, this business is a very interesting business compared to everything else I've done in my life. Very different. Um, that first year was tough. It was really hard. I think I did right at twelve thousand dollars that first year. Wow. I remember I had just sold a company for nine million dollars and I thought, what is wrong <laughs> with this picture? So uh there were some things I had to adjust and I did. And I hit six figures the second year. We did we were doing half a million by year four. So, you know, it's it is great I love it, what, I love what, what I
0: what is it Michelle because that's an interesting comparison you had a brick and mortar business mm-hmm. and now you've got one that it's a build work from anywhere business yep. what yep. is the difference between the two and would you go back to a brick and mortar
1: so the first thing for me especially is that starting this business this business was really all about me and my knowledge mm. and prior to that my businesses had always and they had not necessarily been about my knowledge and yeah. so I always had a sales team and I had a marketing team. I had all those things in place. When I started this business, I went, "Oh my God, I got to learn how to sell. I got to learn how to market. I have to learn how to do those things as to an industry that's online. You know, the majority of the people I meet these days are are meeting me through online. So that was very different. Would I go back to a brick and mortar business? Absolutely. I love business. And so, uh, which is probably one of the reasons I love doing my dibs so much is because I get to play in so many different types of businesses with my clients. But yeah, in a heartbeat, I, I'd, I'd start any kind of business as long as I thought it was viable. And I have a test for viability. And if it passes the test, then yeah, I'll do it. So, so, so please tell us, what's the test of viability? Yeah, the test of viability is, number one, is the audience, that for whatever it is you want to do, is the audience easy to find? So can I get in front of that audience fairly easily? Do I have to have a million-dollar ad campaign, which is like way out of reach, or can I find them on social media? Can I find them in a networking meeting? Can I find them with a local newspaper ad? Mm. Are they easily accessible? So that's number one. Number two, do I have enough credibility already to be able to do what it is that I want to do? So as a, when I chose to be a business coach, I knew enough about business and enough people knew that hmm. to say, yes, this is viable. If I were going somewhere and doing something just like, if I decided tomorrow I want to be an auto mechanic, which I know absolutely nothing about, <laughs> yeah. that's a much tougher, harder swing. Yeah. Can I do it? Yes, but the viability is not immediate. Mm. It takes a little while for me to get there. And so when we can't answer yes, yes to those two questions, then we have to look at, okay, so what do I have to do to get to the two yeses? Mm. And is it worth doing that to get there? So, love, it. love it. So that's your litmus test.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that. And so from moving on, so when you now work with clients
1: to find out their viability, that's the yeah. two questions you ask them to see if there is a fit that's exactly right that's where we start and um, and then beyond that it's really to look at it's not to say that those other companies don't work they do it's just that it's it's more difficult and so with so much out there that we can do that is easier and can get to the money quicker why would we want to work so much harder mm. So, you know it's kind of my thing <laughs> No,
0: no <laughs> and that, and that makes perfect sense it makes perfect sense so it's interesting Michelle, that you came from a world that you sold a company for $9 million, and now you've come into this new industry where you have to yourself learn marketing and sales. And I know that there—that that is a pretty much, um, unless you've been in business, if you've been an employee or you've had a big company and you've had others do it, it's a new, brand new world. You're a newborn baby in that world. How did you overcome, what did you do to upskill yourself in sales and in marketing?
1: Yeah. So (laughs) this was, it was really interesting. I'll tell you what you don't know about me is that I am very introverted and very shy. Oh my gosh, like extreme, 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 extreme. And so when I met the first coach that I hired, who was going to help me design this company, I told him, I said, listen, I'm going to do this, but I'm not going to go out there and talk to people and I'm not going to network and I'm not going to speak. And he's like, oh yeah, you are. And I said, no, I'm not. (laughs) You remember that twelve thousand dollar year? That was the year where I was insistent that I wasn't going to do those things, and and he was right. I had to. I I have what I call, um, you know, my seconds of courage. Uh, It takes me a little courage to get on the stage or a little courage to get on this call, and once I'm here, I'm fine. Mm -hmm. Um, So, but I had to. That's probably the reasons I had to go find sales and marketing because my entire life I had had kind of fixed that by putting someone else in the role. Mm. And so for me, what I did, I started taking classes. I started to actually have the conversations because half of education is simply doing the process. Mm. And so I would have sales conversations. I would really botch them up. I would go <laughs> back to my coach and say, this is what I did. And he would say, okay, well, that, that I would have done this differently and try saying that next time. And um, yeah, I yeah. just really started to get an education, did the same thing with marketing. I took a lot of marketing courses, uh, some online stuff, and, and just really started to look at everything from a very strategic standpoint. You know, it's not, I don't wing anything. Everything I do is very strategic. And um, so it's kind of more educational, I guess, for me. And, that's, yeah, that's, that's
0: and see, that's brilliant, Michelle, because you were humble to go and go and get the education, you, just, you weren't like, well I sold a $9 million company, I mean, come on, that's what I'm no. talking to the people,
1: no. <laughs> people, I'd still be sitting there doing $12,000 a year if I'd acted like that.
0: Yeah, so. <laughs> that is so true, and it's, it's just in, enlightening to know that even over a $9 million selling of a company, you actually went out and re-educated yourself in those areas where you were like, i, I got to get this right, i got to know how yeah. to do it.
1: You know, I believe that business is business is business. There are core pieces of all businesses that are the same. And that's, I mean, I've had so many different types of businesses. That's true. However, Mm. we are living in a, it's a very different world than it was 20 years ago in my grocery store or 20 years ago in our trucking company. I mean, being in an online world, a a world where people have instant access to everything, it's exciting because it has taken us down a path where we can c- truly compete with the big boys. We don't have to have that million dollar ad running to compete with Coca-Cola or anything yeah. anymore, right? Yeah. So um, we can truly compete, but at the same time, it means we can truly compete. And so if we <laughs> don't step up, right, our competition will step up. I love so, it. Yeah. I love, it. I, love, I love the thing that's behind you, intoxicated by possibilities. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I, tell, I used to tell my clients that all the time. I just, I love the possibility. And then I ran across that picture and I was like oh my god that's it because I I look for the possibility in everything how can this work what does this look like how can we do this different yeah and and you know what don't you think
0: Michelle and it's interesting because when you sold your company like well I got to go back into it because you know an entrepreneur is an entrepreneur is an entrepreneur (laughs) is that everything that you was actually talking to a a friend of mine last night that everything that you do when you step into the world of business everything becomes a possibility because your business demands that mindset from you and That's so, exactly right. everything, there is a way. We just, have to find, we just haven't found it yet. We just gotta find that way. We just got to, whether it's your relationships,
1: whether it's your kids, there's yeah. always a way. The, the important thing to know is that, um, you know, not everything we do is successful. And I, you know, I grew up in a family of entrepreneurs. Hmm. And so, my friends used to say things to me like, well, everything your family touches turns to gold that's not true. The reality is we touch so much. We try so much. You know, I, my goal in Decisive Minds is not that hundred percent of the stuff works. It's that 20% really knocks it out of the park. I usually completely fail at half of it. And about 30% does okay. It's that 20% that knocks it out of the park that really makes us a lot of money. Yeah. So you know, it's, it's important because we just keep going and the next thing comes and the next thing and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't, it doesn't matter. I'm doing the next thing. Yeah. And so, you know, I love that. I love, um, but, and I love that
0: tenacity. Was it ever hard for you having completed an accounting degree? Like you're an accountant now and you're working at a grocery store. Yeah. Did that ever make you feel, because I know people say to me,
1: that makes me feel less than, Oh, no. No. So here's the thing. I have never worked anywhere. I didn't feel like I was in charge. So yeah. <laughs> you know, I put myself in charge. I did. I will say to everybody that there was a time when I thought I needed to go get a real job. And so I, I um, there was in back in the early 90s in Louisiana. I live in Louisiana. Uh, in the early 90s, the oil field crashed. And our trucking company and our grocery store, we were very much meshed in the oil field industry here. And so things got really tough. And I was the oldest grandchild or the oldest child that had a college education. So I thought, I'll go get a job. So I moved to Dallas and, um, and got a job at CompUSA. And I got a general accounting position. Within a couple months, I was regional accounting manager. <laughs> I'll tell you. Within two years, I was gone. I could not take it. They wouldn't make a decision. Nobody took responsibility for it. I'm like, people, y'all would not survive in the real world. So (laughs) that was the two years of my life that I spent in corporate America. So I do know how it feels (laughs) to be there and not want to be there. I'll tell you that. (laughs) See that, so, that's the, and then that's when you got the bug into yourself and then you went and started. I went, I went right back into the trucking company. There there was a couple of years there where I was out of the trucking company. I went back into the trucking company in the early 90s and we sold it in 2007. Yeah, skyrocket so. skyrocketed that. That's, that's yes. amazing. When, yeah.
0: when you say, Michelle, because this is really interesting, when you say that there are, business is business is business, but then there are elements where you need to upskill yourself, what yeah. would you say... Uh, the normal or the the equalizers amongst all businesses that you've experienced there. I mean, sales and marketing, you had to upskill, Well, what are the things that kind of,
1: you know, are the same? Yeah, I think that, um, so the things that are the same Mm. is that when we look at, let's say for example, marketing, okay. Mm. Marketing in business can be one of the easiest things we do. If we realize that our, clientele, our ideal client, whoever it is that we want to work with actually tells us exactly what they want Mm. all the time. Mm. They complain about their problems all the time. And if we would pay attention and simply use their words in our marketing, then they have this immediate connection to us. And so it doesn't matter what business I'm in, I can nail your marketing message just just by teaching you to listen clearly to what your people are saying and to not summarize it, to just turn around and use their words. You know, I wrote, I don't know if you can see it back there. My book uh, that I wrote last year is called take the risks or get a job. Oh, I love that. I love that title. I love it. Thank you. Everyone says that. And I'll tell you why, because I don't go a month without somebody saying to me, and sometimes it's weekly without somebody saying to me, Michelle, if I don't figure this out, I'm going to have to get a job. They say that to me all the time so I knew when I wrote that next book I needed the words get a job in there take the risks or get a job so that I mean, and that's the thing they're telling you guys everything they want you to tell them back oh I love so, that. yeah then they have that connection so there are lots of different things about businesses that are the same across the board they might be different Words for us in marketing, but the approach is the same. The things we do are the same. So, yeah,
0: that's really interesting, Michelle. So when you say use your client's language in attracting them, because don't try and get uh, fancy pantsy.
1: Just oh yeah, that's where people go really wrong.
0: Yeah, it just just be straight talking, just like they are. When you say like, but I love the title of the book. When did you release the book? Uh, it's been about a year and a half. Oh, I love it. So take the risks or go get a job. Yeah, or oh. get a job. That's right. <laughs> Straight in your face, right? Yeah,
1: it's kind of me.
0: (laughs) What you had to do first year? You had to from getting over twelve thousand a year in your current.
1: Absolutely. That's, that's it. Them. I did. I had to take the risk. I had to start speaking when I didn't want to. Mm. I had to start networking when I didn't want to. Mm. I also got really smart about those things. I don't network anywhere that I don't have a friend, and those friends bring me people. So okay. <laughs> I don't really have to meet anybody. They're just going to bring them to me in the room. Great,
0: great. So can you elaborate? Because I know there's people listening who do network, and they're listening to them. What do you mean by bring a friend?
1: Yeah, so, um, you know, I am an extreme introvert, and, and the, one of the hardest things for me to do is be in a room and have to meet people. And okay. so what I learned really early on is that there are tons of people in this world that do not, that are not intro, extroverts. I mean, introverts, they're all, they're extroverts, right? And so I've got all these friends who will meet, inevitably, everybody in that room. Okay. So anytime I'm going networking, I call one of them and say, hey, it's time to go to so-and-so. Are you ready? <laughs> okay. Okay. And in that room, they will bring all of those everybody they meet over to meet me. And I so that. I just stand in my little spot, and people come over and talk to me. It's great. I love it.
0: You know. No, and, and I love that because you worked out a way, Michelle, to overcome the limitation. Correct. That's correct. That, that's entrepreneurial. That's building a business from anywhere. That's finding your passion and making a difference. Because when you can make a difference for yourself in that way, then it trickles on to other people that you impact. Absolutely. absolutely. Oh, I absolutely love that. So, and that's the end. What would you say? I mean, that's because what I love about that is it's so easy to go into comfort zone. It's so easy to say, it's just not for me. I don't do that kind of stuff, you know, yeah. you know and take the, the road of, you know, I know what's right. But when you're going into building a work from anywhere business and really monetizing your passion, there's a lot of humbleness that has to come into the equation.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) We just kind of have to suck it up and do it, you know? So as scary as it is, and just know it's scary for all of us. It's not, it's just, what are you willing to do? What are you willing to do to have what you say you want? Yeah. So, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. And do you, Michelle, do you find uh,
0: when you work with your clients, how do you, do they start with, I have a business idea, Michelle. Do they say, I have a
1: passion. How do I make it into a business? Where do they come to you? At what point? Usually my clients have been trying to be in business for a little while. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So they, uh, sometimes they come to me and they still have their day job. Um, But the majority of them come to me and they've been in business for a couple of years, very much in the struggle. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's not working. They're not making money. They've been maybe, maybe they had put money away before they left their job and now they're running low. You know, they're starting to panic because it's getting towards the end. So, uh, and Um, they do I would say the majority of them start that job because they had a passion so Um, or something they felt like they were really good at but I would you know uh, one of my clients is a publicist that's just her thing you know that's her passion I have a a brander that's a client that's her passion I have a website designer that's his passion so yeah I think that so they come
0: with that passion to you
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, they need to worked that out. Now I know that you've been very generous with our group, uh, Michelle, and that you're giving us a gift as a, a complimentary gift for anyone that's listening, and it's called HighlyPaidAuthority.com. Can you tell us a bit about that, please?
1: Yeah, so I recorded three um, videos. I, I, one of the things I see for entrepreneurs, especially service-based entrepreneurs, service-based entrepreneurs do not charge what they're worth. Mm. They don't. Inevitably, somebody's going to show up for, to work with me, and the first thing we're going to do is increase their prices. Mm. And, um, and so, I wanted to help people see that um, they can go from what I call under earning expert you know, there's this whole under earning expert thing going on. to a highly paid authority. That's what I want you to be as a highly paid authority. So the first video talks about how you can take, if you've written a book or you have, you know, some kind of low end product, how you can take something like a $10 book and turn it into a $200 $200 product. It's really easy. And so the first video tells you how to do that. Uh, The second video is about sales conversion and how to improve your sales conversion, your conversations. And then the third is about how to do VIP days, how to make more money in bigger chunks, less time, more money, kind of conversation. So
0: beautiful. I love that. And guys, so if you're flirting with the idea of what kind of income I can make, even if business sounds like a big and scary, hairy word, right? Starting a business. But even yeah. if you were just to create an income on the side, to have the self-sufficiency of the luxury to say, you know, maybe I don't like my job and I've got something else. Working I mean, wouldn't that be a luxury? So I would really highly recommend you go and check out Michelle's videos on high, Highly paid authority because you're going to pretty much get an insight as to even if you're not in business But if right. you're wanting to start a side income, this is perfect Yeah, because yeah, you will get the ingredients that you need to take something really small and then how you can evolve that <laughs>
1: And you know my um, my experience has been that I've been an entrepreneur all my life. Mm-hmm. But I will tell you, I'm, none of my clients are that way. They all came out of having a job at some point. Yeah. And so, you know, it's this is so doable, guys. If you truly want to start a business, build a business, or grow the one you already have, it's extremely doable if you're willing to do what it takes. Yes, a
0: hundred percent. And I would say that Michelle, if you could leave with one really essential tip, like this is a non-negotiable, if you want to be able to build a side income or a business or work from anywhere business and find your passion, what would be the one tip that you would give?
1: Yeah, so my thing is that we only have to focus on what's the next step. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, entrepreneurs get locked into this, I got to see what I got to do for the next four years, and that's not it. I, what I'm worried about is what you're going to do next. Do you have to pick up the phone next? Do you need to go to a networking next? What What do you do next? You do next, and then you do next, and then you do next, and before you know it, yeah. you've got this huge audience that's paying attention and people are buying, and so yes.
0: that works. And you sell for $9 million. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I think that's a beautiful story. And I want to thank you so much, Michelle, for joining us here on Monetize Your Passion, for giving us an insight into, you know, your journey and how you've never stopped learning yourself. Even though you've hit the multiple millions in what you do, you still are constantly investing in yourself and looking as to how to upskill yourself because that's where your growth is as well. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. I love it. it. Thank you so much for joining us, Michelle. I really enjoyed speaking with you. Guys, thank you very much for coming on to monetize your passion. We're going to wrap it up for now But remember to go to highlypaidauthority.com to grab that gift I highly recommend that to go and look at well, if you've got something low-end How do I up level that and then at that middle end? How do I sell it for the sales conversion video too and then to get into those bigger packages? those what the VIP days are for and that's what Michelle will be talking about in video three So thank you so much guys and I'll catch you real soon our next interview on monetize your passion. Talk soon